Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Pierre, and joining me, as always, is Tim. Hey, wabba-dabba-doo-doo. <laughs> Do you know, it's a special occasion, Tim. Uh-huh. Is that why you went with such a, a wacky <laughs> hello? <laughs> That's uh, my new catchphrase. <laughs> this is a horror movie podcast. We get together, we talk about a horror movie. And this is episode 500 of Screams After Midnight. Wow. We have been around the sun many times, mm-hmm. screaming after midnight. And here we are. Um, you know, they're going to talk about some tribe in this movie that's, you know, 10,000 years old. And I'm like, you know... 500 like we, <laughs> we can start talking about things that happened 500 episodes ago and it'll sound like ancient times like that's true i found an artifact from episode 22 a time when we could just freely go outside and go to the movies and... <laughs> the, the world has significantly changed since we started this podcast that is that is very true there's no doubt some may that. say because of the podcast let's <laughs> <laughs> not take credit there for yeah, I mean, lo- yes, <laughs> lo- lots of bad things there. Uh, so yes, welcome everyone to the show. Um, since it is episode 500, we did end up with a special treat to uh, to who <laughs> I, I think they enjoy when we, we do a bad episode or not a bad episode, I mean, they like a, a good episode, <laughs> but uh, I think they enjoy when we, we do a bad movie, is what I mean okay. to say, yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't get yeah, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get much worse than Uva Bowl. So no, you you really don't. <laughs> Many have tried, <laughs> come close, but oh boy. <laughs> we are here today to talk about Alone in the Dark from 2005, which for me is a first time watch. This is my third Uva Bowl film, but it is. <laughs> Uh, Joe, it's notable. It is notable that I somehow avoided his filmography entirely until I had to review some of them. So <laughs> every, every one I've reviewed, it's been a first-time watch, and that trend shall continue. There's no way I'm watching any of these for any other reason. <laughs> well, we did House of the Dead uh, yes. on the show before. What's the other one you've seen? Um, Me and Connor reviewed Blood Rain. Okay. Once upon a time. Can't say I've had the pleasure of seeing that one. Um, I would not recommend it. Something about the, the way it was filmed kept giving me a headache, which, you know, is that something most movies can accomplish? So I, I have to Congrats. give it points for that. Yeah, so this one stars Christian Slater, Tara mm. Reid, who, you know, is a smart, oh. smarty pants in this because she's wearing glasses. So, you know, she's a scientist lady. Uh, well, her name is Reid, so. <laughs> she reads, Tara reads. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, we also have Stephen Dorff, who I actually didn't know was in this, but he popped up and I went, of course he is. Of course he's in this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's in a lot of sludge, let's be honest. Uh, so He's good in Blade. Yeah. <laughs> it's based on a video game, or a video game series. Uh, uh, yeah, lots of buttons, you press an X and square and triangle, mm-hmm. circle. Uh, probably not the originals, because the original game is from, like, 1992, from, like, PC and... Well, maybe even PC. I want to say it was, like... Ugh, PC. Ugh. I want to say it was... Was it even, like, PC? Though? I want to say it was, like, Amiga or, so, or something silly like that. So before before our time... I mean, we were alive, but it's before our time yeah. in terms of, you know, proper video gaming. 
right? Yeah, proper video gaming. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, I did, like, have the fourth one, uh, New Nightmare, <gasps> on PS2, but I only ever play, like, five minutes of it. Like, I got it because, oh, it's called Alone the... in the Dark. It's a survival horror movie. Or survival horror yeah. game, sorry. Yeah, and that was the one that uh, Wes Craven directed. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> yes, Freddy Krueger kept popping up from the, the brief moments I played of it. Um, and then after that, there was like a reboot in like 2009 and mm-hmm. at a demo. And I remember it got panned when it came out. But the only one, the one thing I do remember from playing the demo is that the mm-hmm. inventory system was quite interesting because you had like mm-hmm. a trench coat. And basically, when you opened your inventory, you looked down and opened your trench coat and looked into your okay. either side of it. So, it, yeah. So you felt like a peeping tom. It was like a peeping tom simulator. <laughs> <laughs> not peeping tom. Sorry, uh, a flasher. That's that's what I'm going for. <laughs> who, who are often peeping toms as well. I mean, there's a bit of a an overlap <laughs> in that in that sort of sect of the pervert community. The pervert community. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No disrespect. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, many are of of them are listeners. I'm sure. <laughs> so. Some may say it's our highest demographic. <laughs> uh, so I I don't know anything about the game. So do do you remember liking it or enjoying it at all, or is it just a, just something that's escaped your brain from long I mean, ago? I played like ten minutes of New Nightmare and <laughs> 2009. I played the demo. Mm-hmm. and that's it so i mean i don't okay. really have a lot of knowledge on the games yeah it's um i feel like they don't get brought up a, a lot when you know people talking about classic survival horror like i, I feel like there's a lot of like smaller kind of yeah obviously you have your big boys your resident evils and silent hills uh you know that sort of thing um and then like i, I feel like there's a lot of you know smaller games but kind of have like cult followings like so you hear people talk about like fatal frame a lot um, and then like there's kind of like weird ones uh, that just stick out of my mind for whatever reason I must have seen like an ad in GamePro or saw a commercial for like Haunting Ground or something like back in the day that whatever I always think of. But like Alone in the Dark is one that just really escapes my brain. I feel like I never see it whenever I'm looking at like old like retro survival horror lists or anything. So I'm curious if the games are actually good, if there's, you know, like a small fan base for them or, or something or if they are just trash. Uh, I was telling you before we logged on that, you know, I was looking at the uh, the trailer for, uh, I believe it was New Nightmare, um, just to kind of see how the games would compare uh, to this movie. And the trailer I watched, I mean, it seemed okay. You know, it was like, a, I, I don't know what system it was, I assume, PlayStation uh, or uh, PS2? I, if, if I remember correctly, it's a cross-gen game, so it was on PS1 and PS2, so. Okay. Yeah, that's, mm. from the graphics, that seems about right. Mm. Um, but I mean, it, it looked decent enough i mean it you know looked like what you expect a survival horror to look like you know it's kind of slow paced and people kind of walking you know having a flashlight looking around these kind of creepy gothic setting um you know not a lot of scenes uh in inside of a museum or like a marketplace or, or anything uh but um i don't know just looking at the trailer alone i was like it eh, seems like it could have been a fun game i might have liked back in the day yeah, um, I'll tell you this though: you're probably not prepared for what the original games, because Alone in the Dark one, two, and mm. three. Well, at least the first. I've never seen. I don't know if I've seen two or three, but uh, I I think I did technically like try to play the first one once, mm-hmm. and 
gave up very very quickly because it controlled the cast and <laughs> uh like I, I think it died like very 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 instantly as soon as the first enemy yeah. popped out and it's like a pre-resident evil one game by a few mm-hmm. years before like consoles oh, wow. could do 3d graphics really so it was mm. it, it's it, it's you know it's primitive <laughs> shall we say <laughs> Okay. Uh, a, lot, a lot of flat colors, a lot of big triangles, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's to say that it shouldn't be respected. I mean, if it really is kind of like why we have everything that came after, mm-hmm. then by all means, I'm glad it existed. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, does this movie have very much to do with any of the games? We can't tell you really, but I mean, <laughs> I, if I was to guess, I would say the main dude's name, I think, is from the games. And that's mm-hmm. about it. Okay. <laughs> that's all I can confirm. So we got Karn B confirmation. Yes. I'm pretty sure that name. It sounded familiar anyway when I when he when they started saying it. I can't forget a name like Edward Carnby. <clears throat> oh, I mean you can. It's just uh, it's ingrained <laughs> into your brain. Yeah. That, that, that Mario, Sonic, Edward, Edward Carnby. <laughs> <laughs> There's monsters that have been mm. awoken or released onto Earth from another dimension or something like that. Because a like archaeologist dude is experimenting and trying to study them. There's a secret bureau, seven thirteen, I think they said their name was, led by Stephen Dorff. They they hunt supernatural creatures on Earth. That's their whole thing. So there's a whole like government agency designed to fight monsters and aliens and demons and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's they're like the Watchers and oh yes. Christian Slayer is the Slayer, and <laughs> Tara Reid, of course, is your Willow, classic Willow. Christ- Christian Slayer, you mean? Slayer, yes. <laughs> it actually would be a pretty badass name. <laughs> Christian Slayer's character it has a bit of a backstory from when he was a child, which ties mm-hmm. into all this stuff that's going on, and uh, that some of that's explored throughout the film as well. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's about as good as I can do without just describing scenes. So, uh, Tim, what did you think yeah. of Alone in the Dark? <laughs> so, uh, I, I'd seen this when it came out way back in the day, because uh, this would have been around the time that I was, uh, <laughs> not to brag, but uh, an assistant manager at Blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> so, pretty much anything that came out between about 2004 and 2008... <laughs> Uh, I would probably rent and take home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I did not remember anything at all about the movie except for that it was god awful. So I unfortunately though I did end up having to watch it twice within the last few days because <gasps> I I started watching it last night and I I was so goddamn bored <laughs> throughout this movie. <laughs> I like it was impossible to put, like pay attention even though like. I don't know. I felt like I was paying attention, but <laughs> but like by, by the end of it, I was like, I don't even, I don't really know what happened to be honest. So, uh, so I actually threw it on again today. Um, while I was at work, uh, did it help me understand it better? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, this movie is, uh, it's absolute trash. Um, yeah, I mean, I, sometimes I don't want to like go too negative on a, director or something because you never know like sometimes they're trying their hardest or maybe things don't go the way they want or maybe they're really passionate but they you know god bless them just aren't that great or or sometimes even if it's an indie director they might stumble across a review and then you know when i heard their feelings but 
man, Uva Bowl is just like, just sucks. Like, he's just so goddamn bad. I don't know how anyone ever let him make a movie. It's just, it, it's, it, it's really, uh, makes you think uh i'm assuming he had like a lot of money from somewhere before or i don't know what was, was uh blackmailing uh, people or something <laughs> this has come up before tabby i mean I, I can't tell you the exact details all i can tell you is that the reason why he made so many movies for a, like a specific window of time mm -hmm. is because he had some sort of tax break thing from the german banking system it was like a weird okay. ba basically his movies were a tax scam okay that's that, that, about right yeah. that's that's what it boils down to right they, they were some sort of scam and then when that loophole that he was exploiting and the and the banking system was closed all of a sudden movie stop he tried to kickstarter <laughs> one or two and those did not go well in fact he told everyone to f off <laughs> the president of germany just like was looking over his uh <laughs> His tax returns, he's like, what is this? What? <laughs> what is Uva doing? No. <laughs> Uva. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it's just incredibly painful to watch. It's like, to me, this movie is like just a, a black hole of your time. Like, I just feel like every, like, thing was just being sucked out of me <laughs> while I watched it. It's just like there's no charm to it it's not like so bad that it's like funny like there's maybe a few parts in the movie i was kind of laugh but that quickly just delves into just really boring uh i don't even know how to describe it it's just it's it's not pleasant to look at like no one's really doing a good job uh the story is dumb and convoluted it doesn't really make sense and or, oh i mean i guess it probably does because it's not like you know that crazy of a story but it's just so like dumb and boring and inept that it's hard to actually pay attention uh the cgi looks so bad and i know it's like early 2000s but like this is even for that time period it's really really bad and yeah i don't, I don't know it just <laughs> it sucks uh i hate it i did not have fun at all <laughs> watching it <laughs> well that's a very strong emotions coming from tim over there uh <laughs> Oh yeah, it's trash. It's it's just, uh one makes say straight up garbage. Uh, garbage. It's, <laughs> it's it, it, what's so funny is that the first like twenty thirty minutes are really bad, right? They're 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 really really bad. Mm -hmm. But it nose dives after that point, yeah. <laughs> which is what's really but basically does a does a a shootout sequence about. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> 30 to 40 minutes out of the movie and once it hits that it nosedives off a cliff and never even tries to climb back up and, and it's just can we just so yeah. boring from that point on yes Timmy <laughs> just talking about that uh, shootout scene real quick it's so funny that like Tara Reid is supposed to play this like I mean I I'm assuming it's supposed to be like the nerdy maybe a little uptight academic uh scientist person and then like i love this shootout happens and she's just like grabbing this gun and just like shooting like all these things like no hesitation no like what is this how do i do this like oh i've never used a gun before it's she is just like in there like the the video game character that she's like supposed to be portraying uh it's so dumb well here's, here's the thing is that you're saying she's supposed to be the nerdy scientist why are you saying that 
Think about I it. Mean, what, what has the movie <laughs> told you to tell you that? They've given you, well, you know, a yeah, pair sorry. of glasses. That's what yeah. they've given you. She's wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to actually no. give you a sense of what her character actually is. She doesn't do or say anything except yeah. log in the- artifact and then complain that Christian Slater is her boyfriend, but he's been missing for like six weeks, which is completely irrelevant because yeah. after she complains for 10 seconds, it's never brought up again. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that yeah. he was gone for six weeks. Yeah, I, th- I think the only one who ever really tells you anything is like that security guard at the beginning that <laughs> for some reason is like <laughs> arguing with the delivery guy. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, she's like the, the head of this uh, mythology wing or whatever dumb thing <laughs> she was at the museum. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do you know, I'll just say full spoilers because I don't think either of us give a shit about trying to sugarcoat this. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's absolute trash. So, so you should not care about spoilers. Just listen to us complain about it and never watch it. You'll have yeah. a much happier life. I, I guarantee and you. know what's you. funny too? And can you guess the movie that I actually watched right before this movie? Don't be afraid of the dark. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be funny to a, a double dark movie. Yeah. Well, actually, the you know I. I, I didn't even like think about it or do it on purpose, but the the movie I watched before this actually does have dark in the title. Uh, dark. What what if like what if maybe I was like preparing for something that's coming out soon, a new movie coming out soon? I might be rewatching some old stuff. Oh, Dark Knight. Yes. <laughs> it just, oh, man, much better like, movie. <laughs> that movie is just such. Uh, actually, I watched a couple of. Uh, Known the movies the last couple of days. I watched Insomnia uh, and Batman Begins the other day as well. Oh, uh, but yeah, depends. like yeah. I mean, I don't think it's controversial that controversial of an opinion. Say uh, Christopher Nolan is a very masterful director, and just really uh, digging in uh, and like watching like The Dark Knight, and it's just like everything is just set up like so beautifully, and I don't know. There's like it, you know, it's a long movie, but there's like so much like payoff and. Uh, it's just the the performances are so good and you just really get like sucked in and it's just like I don't know it's just something that like makes you happy to be like oh yes yeah, like this is what uh, a talented filmmakers and actors and everyone just really you know working on all cylinders can do to create like just a, a movie that's uh-huh. you know just and I, a, I guess the a point delight for the eyes <laughs> the, the point you're about to make is that uh alone in the dark is when not a single cylinder is is firing yeah, no, yeah nothing is working the way it, it should be it's just like going from one exact end of the spectrum to the to the other uh, i mean i'm not going to argue the 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 praise of dark knight i mean um it's a good film that's a it's a phenomenal film Maybe mm-hmm. Carl reviewed that. Uh, it was all the Batman movies a few years ago, and like mm-hmm. we, we sat and had a, a debate about ideology and philosophy <laughs> because yeah. the Dark Knight d- presents these ideas and presents it as all these things. Alone in the Dark presents nothing, and it has <laughs> nothing to say. It has nothing Not appealing. There's no charm. There's nothing likable re- remotely in the film. Uh, it's it's I, I, the only way I can describe it a ball certainly this one because this might be the this might be strange to say but out of the three of them i've seen this is probably the most mainstream movie of the <laughs> that i've seen of his this but, was in theaters right i think it was i think i remember it being Which, in theaters yeah it was Which like is, the first made for sci-fi channel movie in theaters <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I guess the way I'd describe this and to an extent some of his other films is that it's it's like everything so if you watch like a really bad made for sci-fi movie or you watch like a directed video movie that's really bad and you can kind of feel like oh this is really low effort they're they're not mm-hmm. you know they don't have they have really crappy looking fake muzzle flashes for the guns and mm-hmm. uh, they have really simplistic sets they have no money clearly uh, the script is just a series of cliches dialogue mm-hmm. is dumb it's kind of like if you take that, and we've, I'm sure most of us have experienced at least a few of those types of movies, right? And regretted it deeply. Oh, yes. I know the film is like... <laughs> I watch a lot of stuff on Tubi, so yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I know what you mean. So kind of like that, but like somehow he's made every, every single element that makes those movies feel like those movies. He somehow <laughs> takes all of those and makes them all worse. Yeah. <laughs> like he somehow has like the the pinnacle of each of these negative qualities and they all just coalesce into this just miserable time because because like yeah. you said it's not a funny bad movie it's, it's this is not the room this is not even birdemic this is not yeah. anything like that this is just painful and annoying to look at like there's only so many scenes where characters will say really generic lines to each other like hey you're yeah, right we have to we have to go over there are you yeah. okay <laughs> like you know just just oh this, it, hurt, it was hurting my brain timmy yeah no i, I mean i i totally agree um and it doesn't help that i don't know the movie it's not that long but it feels long like this movie probably should have been like 78 minutes <laughs> like but yeah even at the was it just like a little over 90 minutes what like maybe an hour 40 at most. I, I think it's an hour 40, actually, once you... Yeah, including the credits, yeah. yeah. But that... I mean, even that, it just feels like it drags on and on and on. And, like... Uh, and, yeah, I, I think part of it is, like... You know, it's trying so hard to, like, introduce you to these concepts that are just so boring and generic. Oh, we got to learn about this ancient civilization and these monsters and this, like, secret paranormal bureau. But it's, like... You know, none of it has any like charm or is that interesting? It's not like a mythology or lore that you want to kind of have explored. It's just very dull and generic. And yeah, none of the people in the movie really feel like they're, you know, <laughs> invested in it. Like, oh, yeah, they all sound like they're doing just cliche lines. And it's a paycheck. Yeah. Like, they're just there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think when I talked about cliche lines, like, Christian Slater has this narration occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so, and it's all I kept just, wondering, like, wait, who's he talking to? Yeah, it's just all this cliched. I'm getting closer. I can feel it. And yeah. but he <laughs> he says that like 25 minutes into the movie, and like, like you've not set up <laughs> enough for me to feel like there's anything to get close to. Like you're you're yeah. talking about it as if it's a mystery. Uh, <laughs> it, it's very odd. And then then like mo- most of the movie, they're in like a team. It's not like he's on his own investigating stuff past like the and fight it, scene <laughs> that he has in the, the first 15 minutes. Yeah, it's so weird because like, at first it seems like he's running away from this agency and then it kind of seems like they're okay. I guess he was like part of it. But then like it seems that's like, wait, is he joining back up again? Like he seems to be very friendly and friendly terms with everyone. And I don't know. Except Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff doesn't like him very much. They, they have the very, uh, you know, kind of frenemy, friendly rival 
kind of thing going on felt uh, like Stephen Dorff looks at Tara Reid at one point and I thought oh is this going to be a love triangle and then luckily it never <laughs> happened luckily it never came yeah. up but I was wondering if maybe that was the implication is that he's jealous because mm-hmm. Slater got Tara <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that, that was that was <laughs> yeah so uh, if we go to the beginning it opens with this oh an extremely essay. tedious <laughs> crawl like and, and it's funny I was watching it I was like I was like, uh, man, like if you can't sum up whatever you need to tell people in like two, maybe three short paragraphs, like don't even do it. Like I was trying to think, like, wasn't there another movie I just watched that <laughs> had a really crappy example of this? And I was like, I couldn't think of it. And then I was, eventually I was like, oh, wait, the Eternals. Yeah. <laughs> that is opening with this really dumb yeah, mm. text crawl trying to explain this thing that no one cares about. <laughs> the fact that it is, is that people off, you know, tend to quite like the fact that Star Wars does it. But mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because it, you know, goes at an angle. <laughs> so people like yeah. people like the angle. I don't know. Yeah, this this is an especially long yeah. opening text crawl with a narrator reading it out loud to you, and it does this thing where it kind of like highlights certain parts of it as he's talking, <laughs> and it goes on for a while. Like it's you know it's, it's, it doesn't all fit in the screen. Like it scrolls past the screen, and there's still more to yeah. come up at the bottom. It keeps it's going. Like, Jesus. <laughs> And it's explaining, you know, this tribe. And to be honest, like, I forgot everything they said, like, seconds after it finished well, yeah, I mean, none of it is interesting. <laughs> like, no, it's... Yeah, I mean, say what you will about Star Wars, but it's kind of, it's getting in there, it's just giving you the facts. It's like, boom, hey, the Empire is here. It's bad. There's war. Rebel alliances are fighting them. Okay, let's go. And there's big fanfare. And yeah, you know, it's at an angle and stuff. It looks cool. And it's in outer space. This is just, like, really boring. They got some guy to read it i don't know the person that was christopher lambert but i don't think it is <laughs> no <laughs> that's it i like him we thought yeah. about it sounded a little bit like him <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to him he's not what we talking about um oh, i'm sorry i forgot you're the the huge chris lambert expert <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he sounds like. He's got a very distinct voice, Timmy. Yeah, so did the narrator on this. <laughs> he did not sound like this weird mix of French, Swedish, Dutch, <laughs> and whatever else he's got mixed in there. I guess we'll never know because I doubt either one of us is going to go back and watch a second of this. <laughs> so this is a very good point. It's a very good point. There's a flashback at the start with like young Christian Slater hiding... And there's a corrupt, like, nun letting, like, the, the scientist dudes or the, the archaeologist, like, steal 20 kids for experimentation. It's <laughs> <laughs> the opening of the movie. But one See, like, ki- you, you think, like, that should be, like, so crazy that, like, you think, that, like, saying that out loud, that sounds, like, more ridiculous and funny than it is. But for some reason, like, the movie manages to make, like, stuff like that just be very, like, boring and dismissive. Yeah, it's just it's just a conversation between two people, yeah. uh, with really uninspired dialogue, and then there's a kid, Christian Slater, just sort of like, like shivering somewhere because he's on his own because he's <laughs> escaped. Um, and listen, if we're if we're gonna do a movie based on a video game that opens with a flashback scene in an orphanage, um, <laughs> let's just watch Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, say what you want about that movie, but it's better than this. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so we cut to present day, and he... So I, oh. I will say this next scene with him on the plane, I did think was kind of funny. <laughs> with him just, like, trying to scare this kid for no reason. Oh, I didn't even remember this. I was going to go straight to him in the car. Uh, 
but uh <laughs> yeah yeah he's on a plane coming home and he talks to a kid who his mom the kid's mom's sleeping and the kid's like hey do you like this book because like, this talks about you know monsters in the dark but there's no real monsters that mom always says blah 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 he's like she's wrong kids there's yeah. monsters <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's funny that yeah, the kid just happens to, like, I don't be telling them like all these themes uh they're about to well, he's telling you all this stuff that you think the movie is gonna be about like you think darkness and stuff is gonna play like a big part but it doesn't really feel like it does like I I don't know I I guess it's supposed to be I don't know if they talk it, about it more in the movie and it was just like hard to. It get does that interested in, but <laughs> it does for like two scenes, something like that. Yeah, it feels like it's irrelevant for the third act, which is weird. You think that all the rules you set up in the rest of the movie would be relevant for the third act, but they don't matter at and, all. Yeah, there's those few scenes, but overall, like, kind of a bright movie. Like, there's a lot of scenes like outdoors and stuff, mm-hmm. and like I'm very brightly lit things. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, this, I don't know, this scene is real weird. Also, like, Christian Slater, like, wakes up from a nightmare, and the kid says something like, oh, did you have a nightmare? Did you eat too much cheese? Cheese gives you nightmares. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid says, yeah, he's telling him about the book. He's like, oh, like, yeah, like you said, he's like, oh, here's my book. Like, all these monsters hiding in the dark, but it's okay, because there's nothing in the dark. You're not to be scared. And, like, Christian Slater just looks at him, and he's already kind of, like, an intense-looking guy, and he's just telling him, like, no, you should be scared of the dark. Like, I don't know. That's that was really funny to me. If the whole movie was him just like freaking out kids and normies, <laughs> like I, I think that would be kind of funny. But and then uh, and then I will say the taxi cab scene was kind of funny too. Uh, but, Sounds like you like a lot of this movie to me, honestly. At this point, <laughs> this is like literally like the first ten minutes after that. It's like a big nosedive into to boring boringness. But I mean, I I like this because the. The kid and the taxi driver are both like really weird heightened characters. Everything after this is just very uh boring, like stoic cliche people that just feel like they, they don't have any characters at all. Like at least I can say like, oh, like weirdly annoying, um, engaging kid and like I don't know, the <laughs> very like weird gung-ho like taxi cab driver like stick out of my mind. Uh and then everyone else is just like boring like you know government officials or whatever yeah. people at this bureau i could be wrong but i think the taxi cab driver the actor i think it was an actor for freddy v's jason oh yeah that uh, he did he did look familiar but i, yeah. I can't think of who but that, that does sound about right yeah he's obviously he's got this longer hair in this and stuff but i think yeah. that was him i think it was the guy for freddy v's jason who was like really intense and like told yeah. everyone what the rules were uh, that makes sense and made everyone remember freddy and then found out that <laughs> remembering freddy's what gives him his power and he's like oops <laughs> <laughs> oops <laughs> that's a whoopsie daisy uh, on my part yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny i like him he was like talking to christian slayer he's like so what do you do and like christian is like i'm a paranormal agent <laughs> and he's just like oh wow like no way oh that's so cool and he's like yeah, hey, by the way, this taxi cab's following us. Can you get rid of him? <laughs> He's like, sure. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, two seconds into this movie, like, you're in, like, a high-speed taxi cab chase. Tell and me then... that tell me you had uh, a Christian Slater impression in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't playing about it, but I, I just, just kind of came naturally, I guess. <laughs> What's kind of funny, though, is that they end up, like, crashing, and, like, the taxi cab driver is, like, badly... The, the interaction they have is kind of like this playful back and forth. So I thought it was setting up like, oh, this guy is going to be the 
kind of like the audience surrogate character who gets mm. like partnered up with Christian Slater and he doesn't know anything about this world. So, you know, he's the person Christian Slater will explain stuff to and bounce it off. So, you know, that it's like a storytelling trope that gets the audience to understand the world and everything. But no, he's just like this taxi cab driver that gets like gravely injured and then you never see again. Yes, he's in this one scene, effectively. <laughs> the cars crash and then Christian Slater goes on the run and this bald guy who's chasing him starts pursuing on foot. Obviously, all this is horrible shot, but there is yeah. one. There is one really funny moment in this because he's chasing him, kind of like through a market, and then the, the back of like a factory kind of area, and there's, so there's a lot of like things to jump on and off and stuff. Mm-hmm. This guy chasing him's got some abilities because he does this thing <laughs> where he jumps over like a fence and like off like one of the little stall roofs, and he ends up mm-hmm. like the best way I can describe it. And it's in a slow motion, and there's a lot of little bits and moments of awkward slow motion in this this chase scene. <laughs> But the best way I can describe this jump is that he then kind of like glides down <laughs> like at, at a really sort of shallow angle to the ground. Uh, really, really weird. I think he maybe, maybe like taps another roof on the way down as well. So it's kind of like he's almost like doing like a, you know, I feel like you're jumping stones and you're kind of just going hop, pop, pop. It's kind of like he's doing that on stall roofs, just sort of at a declining angle. It's it, it's really weird. It's, it's like, very vampire-esque, except that he's it's in broad daylight and he's not a vampire, but Christian Slater struggles with him, does does win the fight though, does impale him with uh some... yeah, no one I... seems to really notice or care that much. <laughs> no. We then cut to Tara Reed, who is I can say a brainy scientist lady because she has glasses on. And they mention her boyfriend's been missing for six weeks. Now I, I had no idea they were talking about Christian Slater at this point. Mm-mm. I thought I thought this was someone who went missing and was dead because of yeah. monster stuff happened, right? I thought I thought that's what they were setting up. So like a scene or two later when Christian Slater just casually saunters into this like place where she works at the museum and she like freaks out and like punches them and like they have <laughs> an argument. Slap him, she punches him. Yeah. <laughs> and you think, oh, this is going to be a big part of the movie is him winning her back over because he just ditches her to go and investigate things. Mm-hmm. It is never mentioned after this scene again that he yep. left and was gone without a, without a message, without telling her where he was going or or anything. It's never brought up again. And so, yeah, it's it's very dumb. Uh, one thing I wasn't sure about is does. Does the museum, do they have any connections to this 713 or whatever? Because everyone seems to be, like, investigating the same stuff and to be very friendly with each other, but I, I, I don't know if they're related at all or if they just know of each other. Or I, I don't know. Help, help me out here. What, what's uh, what's going on? What, what, what's the connection, if any? <laughs> I mean... I'm flattered that you think I would have an answer to that, Terry, <laughs> because I'm not entirely sure myself. Everyone seems like because I was because I was confused. Is is this Bureau Seven Thirteen? Are, are they secret are they or secret? not? Yeah, I don't because know. because everyone seems to know who they are. But yeah. I don't know if that's just because oh, she kind of works in this field and her boyfriend's Christian Slater. But yeah, like at the same time, I I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. I no idea. <laughs> um, the thing about Bureau 713 that c- kind of got me, and this, this is a really simple little thing, but you know how like, they have some really crappy sets and there's a lot of stuff that's not that convincing? 
whenever they like call back to like base, it's like one woman who's got like a backwards baseball cap on, right? <laughs> and she's trying to look cool, and she's just got a couple of desks, and there's a few monitors, and that's it. It's like a really bare bones like. Mm-hmm. this is the headquarters this is this is where they're calling back to when they're out on missions the first time i cut back to her i'm like oh my god that feels like a like a cutscene in like an old fmv game right <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> totally. the sort of quality we're dealing with here is like crappy yeah. fmv sega cd game <laughs> oh dear uh yeah monster shows up <laughs> basically <laughs> i mean i mean it's, it's related to the guy who runs this museum is not there right now. He's on a boat because they've dug up they've dug up this this uh this big golden coffin thing. Gold coffin. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately for him, there's a the 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 captain of the boat that he's like paid off to like take him out here for this, who's got a really weird voice. Uh, he, he like it sounded like a pirate. Guy, <laughs> I don't have a pirate voice. He decides that he was well. I mean, this is a solid gold coffin. Whatever's inside must be valuable. So they attack the old man and try Maybe to take it themselves. Maybe the coffin is valuable. I imagine the coffin is pretty valuable. It's Whatever is inside this giant gold box is surely worth a fortune. You can't just sell the box. So they open it up and a monster gets out. There's a, there's a monster in there. So that that's the deep. fools. And then that monster shows up at the museum, turns off all the electricity, kills the guard. Mm-hmm it sort of comes through his mouth kind of thing from the behind and it's it's whatever uh, there is a couple of alien ripoff shots although i wouldn't know if i'd call this one an, an alien <laughs> ripoff moment but there is definitely one or two later on they stick around with their torches and later on there's an explanation for why the torches still work even though the, all the power in the areas went down because the monster does that to electricity please i i, I beg you to refer to them as flashlights <laughs> Sorry, flashlights. <laughs> I don't know. I say flashlights, I feel like I'm, I'm going to slip and say flashlight, and I don't want that mistake to happen. Mm, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so their explanation... Mr. Fifty Shades over here. <laughs> shut up. Their explanation <laughs> for this is that <laughs> the closer the electrical item is to its power source, the mm. least likely it will be affected. Meaning that because a torch or a flashlight has its batteries included inside it, it won't be affected. Which is the dumbest thing I might have ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dumb. Just no. There's just the no, 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 no. So I guess it wouldn't do any good to, you know, get Electro to fight these guys. <laughs> uh, probably not. I mean, unless, I don't know. Uh, I mean, he can light up because I mean, light's their weakness apparently. Although they barely use that. Yeah. <laughs> like no one tries to flat shine a light on them. They just like have these like light bullets that explode a light when it hits them. Did, did Stephen Dorff bring that from Blade? Is he like, hey, we got we got some props from Blade flying <laughs> around. Let's let's use these bad boys. I mean, uh, a Uvable production does sound like the kind of movie where they do make like people bring in their own props <laughs> oh yeah I'm, I'm sure all the black swat gear that all this bureau were wearing was just like hey you guys have all worked for movies before i'm sure you've yeah. got some black swat gear lying around <laughs> it's a sort of thing you just sort of collect as an actor and yeah, of course <laughs> yeah so they run about a little bit there's a little bit of sneaking uh there's some really bad shots of the monster running down the hallways and stuff and you know, it, it looks like shit let's just be honest yeah I appreciate uh, your honesty. Uh, cause I, I agree. I think the, the CGI in this is horrendous. 
it's really really bad and like i don't know sometimes when you watch older movies i again like you know if, you, if you're going back to something in the 90s sometimes even bad cgi can have a little bit of charm to it but this is just like bad <laughs> oh something we forgot to mention is that the night before this when the a bunch of people just get up and walk yeah away. when the when the coffin's <laughs> open it sends it like a signal and a bunch of people it turns out it's the other 19 orphans who were experimented on uh mm. christian slater we later find out does have the same alien parasite inside his body we find that out when he goes to bureau 13 because he's friendly with the, the the doctor who does the autopsies mm. so he goes to talk to him and finds out that he actually has one of these things inside him on his spinal cord but it's dead probably because he got electrocuted when he was a kid <laughs> which is like just a hell of a throwaway line <laughs> for him like to just be like yeah <laughs> i can't do the impression now because i'm thinking about it too much but yeah he, he's just like yeah uh i was electrocuted as a kid so that's why it doesn't work <laughs> like, oh okay do you want to talk more about that time you were electrocuted no okay good let's move on yeah so and so what 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 is happening to these people they're like what some of them are turning into monsters and some of them are just kind of like zombies yeah and then there's <laughs> one who can still do like kung fu in a later scene <laughs> so very, very mixed results shall we say is for what's happening to these people who had these parasites put in them i, f I forget what he says but like he goes to visit the wife of one of the people that like left and i don't know i, I forget what the wife says but <laughs> it made me laugh like she was like did he leave me or, or something and he was just like no he would never do that like but i don't know it didn't seem like it was i, don't know, I didn't get the impression like he knew him that well but mm. whatever yeah, they argue with Bureau 13, or it's not Bureau 13, sorry, Bureau 713. 713. It has a, that very catchy name. Yeah, Christian Slater goes home and goes for a nap. Tara Reid eventually shows up and... Now, he has this device that he presumably found when he was out searching, right, when he was mm -hmm. gone. And it, this is like fragments of a device from the tribe that's been mentioned. <laughs> and she's like looking at like a, like a schematic of it on the computer and it's comparing it to constellations of stars. And I'm, and I'm like, what's <laughs> happening here? And she, she says something about... I don't know, she says something about constellations. I, like, I'll be honest. That, like, this was really hard to focus on. But honestly, the thing we all need to get to, though, is the next scene, right? Which is the monsters showing up as well as the people who have been possessed or turned into monsters because there's multiple monsters now. Some of them are Jekyll and hiding mm -hmm. or whatever. <laughs> they show up and attack, and in drops all the Bureau 713 guys again, uh, you know, through the, through the skylights and whatnot. And we get what may be the worst shootout scene <laughs> that I have ever seen in my life. And I saw House of the Dead, but this oh, might yeah. be worse. <laughs> they do this thing where... The, the gunfire is what's light in the scenes so it's just kind of like flashing of flashes of light and darkness but the camera is doing all these insane kind of like you know twirls around them it's doing uh weird slow motion zoom ins it's you know and it's not just their main characters that are they're shooting i mean christian slater and tara Reid are shooting but it like it's all these other swap people who we don't know as well so it's just it's, it's given all these people time and it's given them all big moments um they they're do... blasting some like heavy metal ass music too they are yes there's like a song playing as well which it all of it just feels so tacky and mm -hmm. lame it's and honestly a little headache inducing like 
Like, doesn't, right. doesn't quite, I mean, Blood Drain was headache inducing the entire time. This at least doesn't do that. But mm. this is just obnoxious to watch. It's, <laughs> ugh. Honestly, from here, like, the, the only thing that's really worth mentioning is that Stephen Dorff all of a sudden is willing to work with them, even though he hated Christian mm-hmm. Slater the last time he spoke to him. Mm-hmm. And they end up going to, like, a mine or something? So a mine or a big cave or yeah. something. <laughs> and believe it or not, we're actually approaching the end of the movie at this point. This is where all the big yeah. final <laughs> stuff happens. <laughs> it's, sh- it's shocking how little really happens in the movie. That That is the, the weird that's thing a- about it. Yeah, that's the thing. Again, it's like an hour and 40 minutes and it feels like nothing happens. Like, again, I, I remember like, yeah, two scenes from the beginning and then every like the so much of it is just a blur after that. So there's a few scenes with the evil kind of like uh, museum curator who has like a monster trapped in a cage and is taking like blood from it and injected it into himself, which means he can now control the monsters like a... Uh... <laughs> you know, like some sort of puppet master. He also goes and kills the the coroner who works at Bureau 713. He shows up at his house and just kills his wife and then puts one of the weird CG, and it's a really bad CG thing he's holding, this worm that goes into his, into his mouth. And I'm not even sure what that was accomplishing really because we never see him again. So it's not like that sets something up for later. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> but there is, a, there is a famous gif of this movie that... Uh, I didn't realize from this from this movie. It's, it's when our villain gets shot, and he sort of like fires his gun into the air. Uh, like that's a gif that I've seen online. Okay. Of just like you know, here's one of the worst death scenes of all time. <laughs> kind, of, kind of thing. Yeah, they're going down to just basically blow up the entrance to this like mm-hmm. other dimension where the monsters originally came from. The bad guy wants to open it. He holds him at gunpoint. They find that the lab down here where all the orphaned kids were, were experimented on back when Christian Slater was a kid. He sees his name on a bed and it's like, whoa, you know, emotional trauma. <laughs> this is what it is. They open the door for a bit, but then they just go to shut it, basically. The, the plan is to just, like, blow it up. So Stephen Dorff sacrifices himself uh, to go and trigger the bomb because the, the, the remote detonator is not working, so whatever. As all this is playing out, there's like just tons of monsters cut there's a there's a terrible shot in the woods where it's the, the bad guy and the camera pulls back in the woods as all these monsters are like jumping and running like past the camera <laughs> it looks really bad because i mean the monster mm-hmm. design sucks i mean that's just you know it's the most generic yeah they don't look cool or interesting at all like i i couldn't even really describe them. it's just kind of like it's kind of these black blobby things kind of <laughs> That part of that because the CG is just a blob. I mean, that's, that's yeah, just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's part of the problem. Uh, it does seem to have four legs and a tail, and mm. but, but I don't know. I presume a face. I mean, that's basically all your big climax stuff. Uh, you know, all the soldiers up up top from Bureau Seven Thirteen are shooting at the monsters, and then they pretty much all die. And that's it. Yeah. That's really it. Like one one woman gets her head kind of separated open, but you don't see it happen. But you just see like her body afterwards, and mm. that's you know that's an okay practical I, effect, I guess. Yeah, I mean, compared to the it, rest of the movie, yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you sound so bored, like describing the end of the movie, like when <laughs> you know, like you should be like this is when you know you should be amped up and like 
you know all, all the crazy stuff is happening and like you should be scared for the heroes and the big final fight scene and oh my god like one of them has to sacrifice themselves like they shouldn't be this really like emotionally charged moment but no it's like so so dull and boring like it's like i don't know it's almost impressive how unimpressive like yuva bowl can make this kind of stuff like it, i don't know it's it's so bad and just generic and like is everything about it, the way it looks like the performances people are giving like the sets like it's just it's just everything is designed to make you not care about it, which is just, I don't know, absolutely wild. It's very low effort. It's just, it's just here's the, the tropes we're working with. Let's just do them. Um, there's nothing interesting to say about the camera work. And the only time it does anything remotely unique is probably that horrible shootout because it's filmed in this really awkward music video way. And it's just horrible. <laughs> you, 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 don't, yeah. you don't care about the characters. Like The characters barely no. have anything to go on. Like yeah. the, the other than the fact that they're an ex couple and they uh, like he's got this background <laughs> in the office. Like there's very little personality. There's very little to really go on either of them. Like, and then you know the end of the movie is that once they're up back up on the surface, they find out the city's been evacuated. Which I question. What did, did Bureau Seven Thirteen do this? Is Bureau Seven Thirteen that big know. that they were able to evacuate the city? So do we even know what city they're in? <laughs> I actually don't know off the top of my head. There's like a, a minute or two of like the pair of them walking through the derelict city and there's like some really tranquil music playing. It was kind of weird. <laughs> and then for some reason they just decide to like rip off the final shot from Evil Dead. Like that that's the ending <laughs> of this movie. It's the, the camera zooms in behind them as if something's running up to them and they both turn around and then it cuts to black and an Eight Wish song starts playing. That's <laughs> oh, the end of the movie. Uh, I mean, no disrespect yeah. to Eight Wish. I enjoy Eight Wish, but uh, I mean, I've never even heard of him. <laughs> oh really? Oh well, there you go. Um, I mean, I wish I had an angel. Uh, might be ruined for me now because now I'm going to associate it with the end of this movie. But <sighs> yeah, I mean, thank God it's over. It's all you can really think of. I mean, honestly, yeah, like, I was just, I was just begging for it to be over. Like, I, it's, it's so difficult. Like, obviously, th this review, you know, we're, we're hitting, we're in the fifty minutes range right mm -hmm. now, and you know, we've gotten there because we talked a little bit about the video game. We talked a little bit about uh, the the broad sense of Uvable's like work, but like, I the, these movies don't even have enough interesting things to talk about in the way that other bad movies that we talk about have. This is right. There's, there's so little actually in this, and what is there is just cliched beyond belief. You know, you, whether it's the cliched narration where he's just saying like really direct things, like, "Yeah, there's things in the dark, and I have to find them. This is my mission in life." You know, like kind, kind, of, yeah. kind of stuff like that. Or it's just generic rivalry between good guy and like other kind of good guy, or mm -hmm. it's whatever. Like it, it, it's just every beat in this you've seen done competently <laughs> elsewhere before <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, totally yeah it's yeah it's just like incompetent on every level <laughs> and i don't know i feel like there's so much stuff that the movie that like 
story-wise you feel like should be important but the movie just never makes it feel important like they're constantly talking about this like ancient civilization um you know and this paranormal investigative agency and you know like, all this stuff should I, again feel like yeah these these big important like things uh but how just the, everything about the movie is just so dull it just nothing ever makes it feel like you know like uh like anything important or anything that you want to learn more about like yeah even like these you know the threats of these monsters and stuff and it, it's just so generic and like there's nothing to really care about like character wise so it's just everything is just so mind-numbingly dull and boring it's it's really tough and yeah i mean there's so many other bad movies that are so much far more entertaining a lot of times like people will be like oh yeah like you know it's so fun to watch bad movies and it's like there's really like just kind of like a select number of really enjoyable bad movies like a lot of times you know there's just really middling generic garbage like this as just and i mean to be fair, this is probably this is like much much worse than like a lot of other like average uh, yeah this you know, is middle the, of the road boring bullshit. But like this is the pinnacle uh, of this type. Like this is yeah. up there at the, the top end. It is yeah. shockingly impressive just how much it is <laughs> begging you to not pay attention to it. Um, and it, you know, in a lot of ways, it does feel like a scam when you're watching it. It feels like oh, for sure, it, it's so low effort, it's so lazy as far as filmmaking goes in every single facet. You know, we're talking just plug and play characters, <laughs> dialogue, plug and play ideas, ripping off moments. There was a moment um, where a monster's behind one of the soldiers later on, and it's mm -hmm. like you see the drill coming down first, and then the head comes down. I'm like, this is alien. You're doing an alien yeah. shot doesn't look as good obviously it doesn't feel as good doesn't doesn't it isn't earned in the same way the alien shot is mm -hmm. but it's there yeah <sighs> I, I, sucks <laughs> the actors don't give a shit they know they're, they, they know they're in crap sure they're, they're here yeah. they're here for a paycheck and they're just sort of like phoning in their lines just getting to the end mm -hmm. of each work day and hoping that they have the energy to come into it again tomorrow <laughs> so that's which is like another thing that's kind of a shame because at least if he had like, you know, like worse actors that were like doing mm. the same lines but giving like really over the top like crazy performances, like that might be something to cling on to that might make it a little more exciting to watch or whatever. But yeah, everyone just feels like they're really just phoning it in, just reading stuff off a script, doing like one takes and calling it a day. Yeah. And, and you know, Christian Slater in particular, like, you know, I've seen him be very good in other things. Yeah. And. Maybe it does hurt that, like, I'm not going to count Tara reading this, but maybe it does hurt that uh, some of the actors are proper actors, so yeah. they, they, it is almost just, it's almost just more dull because of that, mm. because they're phoning it in, but them phoning it in is, like, just an, a, enough of a competent delivery that it doesn't sound like, yeah you know an alien saying it or you know like, <laughs> in, in the way that a lot of really bad movies have funny like dialogue from from actors who are terrible you know right. yeah. well whether that's the room whether that's whatever uh mm. but th this doesn't have that um although there is one dude who works for bureau 713 who they cut to uh, he's sitting like a computer or like maybe the phones at one point mm -hmm. and he is so badly dubbed like he clearly said other things <laughs> Uh, I think Stephen Dorff comes in and asks him a question, and he just like, hey, if there's no information there, then I can't find it. So you know, 
doorway <laughs> boss and he sort of like has a little snipe at the end like mm-hmm. but his mouth is not like it's, it doesn't sound like it's his voice it doesn't match but then also mm-hmm. it's so far gone from what his lips are doing that you can tell like they changed whatever he said maybe they didn't mm-hmm. like his delivery maybe he flubbed it every time <laughs> or something i don't know but whatever reason <laughs> they completely dubbed this guy's like one extended line again like we you know we usually like to watch <laughs> movies that are have somewhat of a bad reputation but uh yeah like eva bowl is just one of the ones that it's like no like trust us it's not even like it's not even worth it on like a fun funny ironic level or whatever and i mean these might be the only two movies of his i've seen house of the dead and uh and this because i don't think i've seen blood rain and what else did he do a postal i believe he did oh man he, uh, he did like 30 movies in the span of like a decade so like all video games like well, uh, I, I think like twenty seven out of thirty are video games. There's like a, f- sure. a couple that he did that weren't, but oh yeah, he he did that one Blubberella or something about the the, the weird movie is like, like about like an overweight woman that uh, fights uh, Nazis or something like that. It seems he, very offensive. He did a movie called <laughs> Rampage. He did a movie. I guess not the video game. No, no, no. It was yeah. it was about I think a mass shooter, which I know sounds. Like, I'm sure so, you've uh, handled that with oh, the, yeah. the dignity and grace uh, that that heavy subject matter oh, deserves. He's, he's known for having some <laughs> dodgy and insensitive moments in his movies. Just a few? <laughs> uh, you know, a few, a few here or there. <laughs> he, he, he sometimes, over the, you know, the old buddy of us, of ours, he uh, <laughs> sometimes can't help himself. Do you have the uh, Do you have the Wikipedia page open? I have it open just now. Yes. All right. You want to scroll down and read the? Uh, it, it might be a little long, but it might be worth reading the um, the comments from the the screenwriter of the movie. Oh, is this uh, in the alternate script section? I, I think so. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like towards the bottom there. All right. Blair Erickson came up with the first draft of the script for *The Dark*, according to Erickson. Uva Bowl changed the script to be more action packed than a thriller. Erickson stated and that has discussed at the treatment and spoken negatively of working with Bowl on something awful. Something awful being the name of a show or website. website? Yeah. 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 Uh, so here's the quote though. So that was just like a little intro to the, yep. the, the thing. The original script took the Alone in the Dark premise and depicted it as if it were actually based on a true story of a private investigator in the northeastern US whose missing persons cases begin to uncover a disturbing paranormal secret. This already sounds very different. (laughs) (laughs) It was told through the eyes of a writer following Edward Cornbury uh, and his co-worker for a novel, and depicted them as real-life blue-collar folks who never expected to find the hideous beings waiting for them in the dark. We tried to stick close to the H.P. Lovecraft style and the low-tech nature of the original game, always finding the horror in the shadows so you never saw what was coming from them. Thankfully, <laughs> Dr. Bull was able to hire his loyal team of hacks to crank out something much better <laughs> than our crappy story and add in all sorts of terrifying movie essentials like opening gateways to alternate dimensions, bimbo blonde archaeologists, sex scenes, mad scientists, slimy dog monsters, special army forces designed to battle slimy CG dog monsters. Tara Reed, 
Matrix slow motion gun battles. That's a bit generous, to be honest, calling them <laughs> Matrix slow motion. Um, and car chases. Oh, yeah, and a 10-minute opening backstory uh, scroll. <laughs> a 10-minute opening backstory scroll read aloud to the, illiter- the illiterate audience. The only people able to successfully miss all the negative reviews. I mean, hell, Bull knows what's... <laughs> knows where's the real scares lie i mean he he yeah clearly this 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 dude uh was not fond of yeah. uh, the, the finished movie oh, um, i love it i mean go off king please like he, he, he uh yeah I, I love that he doesn't hold back uh at all i, I thought that's pretty funny no it's yeah i mean obviously i mean i, I, I don't I have no idea if what he was writing originally that that first version he mentioned was closer to the games or not i don't know maybe it was maybe it wasn't but and i mean yeah it's still like even if it was like a much better script uh yeah it's still depend on like getting a good director and stuff but i'm pretty confident it would have been much 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 better than what we got here oh no doubt i mean and like clearly the writer knows like you know all, all of the stuff that's like the problem like He's like, yeah, like, no, he's just mentioning all the stuff that we just talked about that was just like, yeah, this is all, like, crap. This is garbage. Yeah, shall we round up with a few 10-star uh, reviews on IMDb? Uh- <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate your attempt at humor, Pete, but there's, no one ever rated this uh, more than maybe two or three stars. I, I can't imagine. 22 people disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I hate sound mean, but they need to be put on some kind of watch list. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I trust these people. Alone in the Dark is a very cool film. It's got everything a horror and action fan could possibly want. I mean, I do consider myself a horror and action fan, and <laughs> I, I did find myself quite wanting watching this. A misunderstood masterpiece. <laughs> we are not worthy. <laughs> What is this? Is this a... Oh, wait. Are these just all, like, from Uvable? Nice action slash supernatural flick for fans of the genre. No. <laughs> I consider myself a fan of the genre, and I say no. It was a great movie. <laughs> okay. A brilliant piece of surrealist art. What? What movie did these people watch? Uh, uh, this one might not be a joke. Awesome laughter with commentary. I have heard that Uvable's commentary tracks are... A treat okay. in, in and of themselves, but uh, I cannot okay, yeah. confirm that. I, I can see that be, being entertaining because he seems like a uh, weird, unhinged person, so mm. I, I can see that being funny. Well, that does probably lead us on then nicely to uh, our own ratings of the film, Timmy, so what are you, uh, what are you giving it? I mean, really don't do this often, but I, I mean, I think I gotta go with like a one. You know, I, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll give it a 1.5 because of those, <gasps> like, those few scenes in the beginning. Uh, the airplane and the taxi gave me a little bit of a slight chuckle. But, uh, I mean, other than that, like, there's nothing that this movie has going for it. Because, you know, sometimes we'll give something a low score, but you should be, like, two or three, and I'll say, like, oh, okay, like, you know, it, it gets points because it's competently made and, you know, whatever. Uh, there, there might be a moment here or there. Uh, but this, it has nothing, like, you know, uh, I, I guess if you want to give it a point for, like, <clears throat> being able to understand the words <laughs> that they say and that, like, you know, the camera wasn't accidentally pointing to the ground or something, like, yeah, I, I guess on the barest level, like, 
you could say there's a competency there. I don't but... know. There's there's definitely conversations in this movie where I just didn't really follow what they said because it was just nonsense. So I don't know if I agree with that first sure. part. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, if you listen, I mean that, like, the the voices aren't muffled. Like, it's not oh, like... okay, you mean the you sound know. recording is... Right, okay. right, right. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. I, I do agree that, yes, it is hard to follow mostly just because it is usually boring or dumb nonsense. But um, I, I'm just saying on that very basic level, like, okay, fine. It's not like they accidentally recorded a, a, a blank wall and, and it was in another language I didn't understand. It's not like it's whatever. There's a, there's a bare minimum, I, I guess to that you can actually watch it. But I mean, there's nothing like redeeming though. Like there's nothing that's like so wild and crazy. It's funny. There's no like cool monsters or like, all right, well I can see what they're going for here. This was pretty cool, but they didn't quite pull it off. But, no, it's like there's like nothing about there, and it's, um, to the point where like it it becomes irritating, you know, like it, like it's not just that this movie is boring or stupid, it's so boring and stupid that it makes me mad, <laughs> like you know, it, like to the point where I'm like angry that I'm watching this. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna go with a one. I'm not. I'm not gonna, <laughs> gonna believe the point any anymore. Uh, everything in this movie's bad. There's there's not a single redeeming quality about it. Um, whether it's bad dialogue, uh, poorly told story, convoluted elements, bad characters, and by bad characters I mean they don't have any character. Uh, <laughs> you know whether it's those things, whether it's actors just falling in their performances, bad CG, just a no element of pacing at all Mm-mm. nothing really makes that much sense it's just you kind of i feel like we piece together more of it just because we've seen enough movies <laughs> with similar plots that we can kind of just exactly get, yeah. get enough of it to understand what's going on but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say that the movie itself does a good job of really getting ideas across or setting things up so not at all no. uh yeah one out of ten, one like out of I, ten. yeah like i, I honestly i couldn't tell you what these monsters were or anything about that civilization that they're like studying the only thing i could think i could say is that this ancient civilization had opened this door realized some monsters were coming out shut it and then like buried the few monsters they were able to kill and sort of (laughs) dealt with it back then and now in present day yeah because they're like they're like allergic to gold or something yeah, their weaknesses are gold, platinum, and so basically all the all the expensive metals. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there isn't even anything cool. Like, like yeah, why? Like, why didn't they, you you have a scene where they had to like make gold bullets or something? Like, oh, that could have been cool. <laughs> or just have a scene where, like, you know, um, you have to use the fact that light is their weakness. Use that against them. Have right, to yeah. ha- be inventive. Which, by the way, whilst we're on the subject, the final scene of this movie is the Evil Dead 2 shot of something running up behind them as if to kill them. <laughs> but it's broad daylight in the middle of the street. So, But the rules are that they can't go out in daylight because they they, they, yeah. they can't go out in light at all. Yeah, so, so there's, like, no tension or anything. Or are you just saying this end scene here doesn't yeah, make well, sense? Yeah, well, the end scene doesn't make any sense yeah. because they couldn't be one of the monsters unless there's, like, a new type of monster that can go out in the daytime. But I just, you know, mm, it doesn't work. Interesting. <sighs> All right, that is, that's a low in the dark. Hopefully <laughs> you got something out of this train wreck. Uh, <laughs> but this is... 
episode 500 and honestly a train wreck being our 500 episode sounds about right to be honest uh sounds about on point as possible um so the the coming schedule so you you just got recently uh the third twilight movie uh this is episode 500 and we have a new texas chainsaw massacre movie out so that'll be coming as soon as we can so you had three episodes really close together so then there'll be a bit of a gap and then you'll get a new one um in a couple of weeks after this so look forward to or a couple weeks after texas chainsaw i should say so look forward to that um and more stuff but yeah we do have the new texas chainsaw coming up next and yeah so you know uh patrons of course are still getting bonuses bonus episodes even more streams we just did an even more streams past week at the time of recording <laughs> and uh talked about some of the movies that we've both been watching uh, and actually talked about that texas chainsaw trailer in advance of the movie so Go and have a look and see if you're interested in all that stuff. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash TV for as little as a dollar per month and get access to the bonus content. Uh, higher tiers get you access to some other things, uh, including being a Patreon producer. So I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Board Now, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Traisman, and Alison M. Fordyce. So thank you all for being producers. Uh, but that is us, I think. Guys on Twitter, at Screams Midnight. I don't know if I remember to say that, but yes. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the episode and look forward to uh, maybe another 500. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to 540, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, 572. That's, that's my goal. All right. <laughs> that's my goal. Uh, Was that the year you were born? How dare you? <laughs> You're older than I am, you prick. <laughs> this is Streams After Red Days. Thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies. And we'll see you next time. We're out.